Hi, I'm Tracy. And I'm Norma. And we're Black, Black Girls, Girls with Accents. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Hi. So we decided to not not quite, you know, become uh, a podcast about television and film, but we've decided to address the controversy surrounding the new film that's being uh, streamed on Netflix, Cuties. Um, And we decided to discuss Cuties in part because it relates to the story of immigration, one of which is uh, relevant to us, a coming-of-age mm-hmm. story. And as you know, a lot of the um, podcasts that we do are kind of reflecting on our times growing up as young girls of colour in, uh, Europe, in Europe. And that is the case for the protagonist of this film, Cuties. So yes. if you're wondering, you know, why are, they, why are they reviewing it? This is why or why we're having a discussion about it. It's because we think it's relevant to the podcast. Definitely. Yes. I was just gonna like, no, I'm not adding anything. It's perfect. The way you said it. <laughs> well, so, so, all right. So what is Cuties if you haven't heard? So Cuties is a, a coming of age story uh, about a young girl whose family moves to France. She's uh, from Senegal. She's 11 years old. And she moves to France with her mother and her brother. And they are preparing for the arrival of her father, who is going to, we wouldn't say remarry, but he's going to, it's, obviously it's a, a polygamist household. And so the father is going to come with his new bride. So there's that aspect of the story. This, uh, again, immigrant story of a young girl coming of age in Paris, new surrounding, new culture. And as part of learning to get um, acculturated into uh, not just French culture, but European culture, Western culture, um, she is intrigued by the dancing that she sees going on in the school uh, courtyard. Um at least first in the um, laundromat, she sees a young girl dancing and she's washing her clothes. And later she's intrigued by this girl and her friends uh, in the abandoned railroad tracks and other places dancing. And so this is her really, um, this is her entree into Western culture. Yes. Now, the dancing is quite provocative, would be considered quite provocative because these young girls from a Western lens are only 11 years old. Culturally, though, in Africa, in the Caribbean, some of the dancing culturally would not be frowned upon. Some of, not all, some of. But in the context of this film, the girls are emulating what they see in social media or on the television, media. They're emulating what they see in media, the kind of gyrating, kind of um, sex worker dancing 
that yeah. you'll see on TikTok and all kind, Snapchat and all kinds of um, media platforms. That they see in challenges and are done by adult women that they look up to right. or, or just follow. or yeah. Right. And so what pushes the narrative is the girl befriends this group of young girls who all have their own personalities and they are now preparing to enter into a dance competition with the hopes that they'll become rich and famous. And, you know, this is the kind of instant fame, recognition, uh, kind of aspirational um, story of a lot of young people who do become yeah. famous uh, using these uh, social media platforms. That's one part of the story. The other part of the story is that this girl comes from a very traditional Muslim family where you are modest in terms of, you know, the representation of your body and womanhood yeah. and sexuality that you don't, you know, reveal your your body in that it's way. So and so there is that, that tension between uh, her very traditional, conventional, religious and cultural upbringing uh, versus this Western, um, not just European, but just Western uh, culture of uh, excess and sex and sexiness and and all of that. So the movie... And honestly, that was my favorite part of it. (laughs) Those two contrasts. Right. Sorry. (laughs) No, no. So just to outline it. And so the movie has received a lot of controversy because when the girls are preparing for the competition or they're preparing for the um, uh, rehearsing in preparation to perform in front of the stage, on the stage, in front of the judges, hoping for a coveted spot, the young girl, the protagonist, she begins to look at some more explicit videos and those videos are a little too, uh, not even a little bit, but they are very mature, too mature. Yes, too mature for their age. Right? Yeah. So a lot of um, kind of, um, you know, kind of like lap dancing kind of movements. And it's not just the movements, it's the, you know, the, the finger in the mouth and the seductive uh, gazing yes. and all of that <laughs> that goes along with it. So people were up in arms because they have been calling this, you know, child pornography that, you know, you're, it's hypersexualizing young girls because the girls are only 11 years old and they want to cancel Netflix. And for Mm -hmm. a a few weeks, there's been this kind of hashtag, you know, backlash against Netflix. According to Variety magazine, Netflix actually, um, there's been a surge in cancellations. Uh, the headline of this variety essay as of uh, September 15th is QT's backlash led Netflix US cancellations to spike nearly eightfold, as the analytics firm says. So Norma and I, we don't know how each other feels about the film that we've both yeah. <laughs> watched it. And so what I will say is I'm going to start by saying I have a problem with the way that people have described the movie, because I don't know that many of the people who critique the movie have even seen it. They've made a judgment call on the basis of a couple of stories or on the basis of the trailer. And if they took the time to watch the movie, they would understand that she's actually critiquing 
the ways in which young people are exposed to these kinds yes. of images and they internalize these images and believe that this is how you kind of perform your womanness or your femininity, um, that they've been kind of corrupted by these images very, very early on. And I think it's naive to suggest that 11-year-olds or 9-year-olds or 10-year-olds are not exposed to this kind of thing, whether on their own social media or just on, on the television. What they see, you could watch a, a commercial for shampoo and the woman's flicking her head around in a very seductive way. You could look at a billboard anywhere in any major city yes. in the world and you'll see advertisements for perfume or other products where the women are using their body and their sexuality to sell it. So I there's a lot of hypocrisy here. We I'm gonna get into it more but I've I've been talking there's a lot definitely, Norma. Go ahead. There's definitely a lot of hypocrisy for, for so the funny thing is that my son ended up being like ma did you see this so he showed me the trailer and i was in that moment i was immediately like what is this no you can't watch this and i'm watching these young bodies like make like these um twerking moves and like doing a dance routine and then i said to myself like you know what i'm gonna watch the movie and once i watched the movie I definitely felt that this, I've seen this before. I've seen where I feel America is actually very sexualized. But then when it comes to something like this, that where it should be discussed, then it, then this drastic prude behavior all of a sudden comes up very in like a way as to where I felt that not that young people should watch the movie. I've, I just think it's a very edu, educative movie. Is that, I think that's how you say it. And then I also think that the that point is exactly what's missed. The point that's missed is that our kids know this already. The kids know this already. If I think back on when I was young, we knew this already. If I think back at uh, kind of like the same how there was a lot of uh, fuss about the song WAP and I was like but when I was when I was younger and I, I think at this point I'm like 19 or 20 somewhere around there the little Kim comes out and I'm blasting it in a house and my sister is 14 years younger than me and what I noticed is that she always says I used to love this album and my and then I, if I think about her age at that time she is definitely mm -hmm. like 12 or 13 mm -hmm. and so she was listening and hearing things that they don't quite understand. And I feel like the movie did a good job showing that they don't quite understand what it is that they're doing. There's also no sexual interactions with boys. There's really just only girls trying to come into their womanhood or femininehood and, and using a certain part that we as the world definitely constantly show them, like show your body, use your body. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's, it's, I feel like the people that are so upset and are so, um, like, perverted or what I, not perverted, but like, what, like, so upset with what they're seeing on screen. I think it's mainly because you're coming to the realization that we, we show, this is really what we show them all the time. <laughs> yes. I was like, I, yeah. <laughs> Countless examples. Yeah. So Dance Moms is a hugely popular show. 
those little girls are dolled up to the nines those uh yeah. honey boo boo and all those shows on uh i don't know who's bravo or what net what um network and Elsie i personally shows. always had more of a problem with that when once the makeup is on the yeah. face that really for some reason terrifies the makeup, me the and uh, yeah the that hair, was a the baby and yeah toddlers it? And the baby yeah. suits on, on three and four and five year olds, you don't have a problem with that. So there is definitely a lot of hypocrisy. Another point to mention is uh, there have been more than enough teen, you know, directed toward young people, young adult teen movies, such as, um, I cannot remember the name, but it was a movie which was very fun. It was a comedy with a group of young boys who were trying to retrieve uh, their drone that these older weed-smoking girls had stolen from them. And these boys run around in this uh, movie with sexual toys and all kinds of, I mean, really takes it much further than this film does. So there's a gender component to this too. Definitely a gender component. boys are talking about sex and what they're doing. But here we have a film that really is focused on this young girl's journey to kind of figure out who she is. And you see when you get to the end of the movie that she doesn't choose uh, what, you know, we assume that she's choosing one world or over another. When you get to the end of the movie, I think that the outcome might be quite different than people expected. To be, yeah. I would say. I was trying to pull up that that a movie about the boys and I couldn't find it but I remember that because Carter wanted to watch it and the more we watched it the more I was like there's a lot being said in this movie or even the other day when I watched um Weird Science again and I was like "Ooh, this is a grown woman kissing a 16 year old in a movie like it was there's just certain things that we definitely let slide for uh the boys and the male counterpart and for the girls it's an extreme uproar i i understand that in cuties the camera angles are what is upsetting but i also think that the camera angles were upsetting on purpose like it was the the angles were done to show you what what goes on for these girls or how they think that they can make the best impression and um but to, um, I, like like I said in the beginning when we started talking, what I really liked the most was the contrast. Because although everybody is addressing the fact that um, there's all this uh, grinding uh, happening and like whatever sexual uh, moves they're making or provocative moves they're making, there's little being said about the fact that her culture is like her mom basically just gets a phone call that her husband is coming home with a second wife. And that is very upsetting. Like, so I was like, there's more to discuss here than just these grinding. Yeah. Right. Um, So good boys is the name of the film that we Mm. referring to that has all of this um, very inappropriate content for young people. But yeah, I agree with you that, I mean, the film, while it focuses primarily on this young girl and, uh, it certainly addresses the ways, and again, the ways in which culture impacts young people, it's also about a, a, a mother and a woman who has to also reconcile with her own culture and the ways in which she is struggling to accept 
that her husband is coming home with a with another wife and that it is her responsibility to take in this new wife and her husband and to prepare her home and welcome them and to get the whole family on board that is missing from the conversation it's also a movie about friendship and young girls and friendship yes these girls like any other group of young girls have their ups and downs it's about vying for position it's about um recognition like having someone who understands you who sees you who you can um bond with because the protagonist bonds with one of the young girls who's kind of the the ringleader that lives in her apartment and there's a lot of um i know what it is to be a young girl and you see a group of young girls and you want so desperately to be part of that group and so what do you have to do to pe- to be part of that group right you have to um I mean, this all comes from, you know, whether it's issues with self-esteem or your cultural differences or, but I know what it's like, right, as, as, a, as a black girl to yeah. grow up in a, predominantly, in a predominantly white space and yeah. you want to just fit in. So there's a very funny scene in the beginning of the film where um, one of the girls in the group is ironing her hair, but she happens to be a girl who's not of African descent. And so... When she irons her hair, it doesn't come out the same as it does for the young Senegalese girl who tries to iron her hair, emulating what she sees. This is her first kind of encounter with these Western standards of beauty, which are accepted by both the white girl and this black child. So, um, yeah, a lot is missed. The friendship part is really problematic because... It really, you know, girls and boys, and Norma has sons and I have girls. And both we know, I mean, gender stereotypes aside. Definitely, yeah. um, Girls are vicious. Girls can be so vicious. And we see that in the film. The young girl, the protagonist, she, she wants so desperately to be part of this group. But at the end of it, she belongs in this group because she's the best dancer. <laughs> they actually can't yeah. really dance as well. She's the best dancer, but she uses dance as a way to establish a relationship. For her, it's, yeah. I want to join in this group and they look cool. And, and if I can do this and I can be part of this group. So dance is language. Dance kind of opens her up to this world, right? Forbidden or not. It's the way that she is able to communicate and forge a bond with this group. She's looking for community. At home, she doesn't have that. Community at home is a very rigid tradition. And she, you know, she's now in Western culture. confusing one. Yeah. And she, right, because she sees that her mother, go ahead. She sees that her mother's upset, but I'm going to stop. Go ahead. No, yeah, I I, I thought it was, um, well, two things. Um, a confusing one at home because at ho- it, what I feel often happens what I what I'm going to base on Suriname culture and what I've noticed that African-American culture has too is that a lot of things are not explained in black culture you're just supposed to pick up and learn as you go and a lot of times if you ask questions that can c- cause some backlash too and so in, I'm watching the conversations with her mom and I'm like there's so much going on in that household, but nothing is explained. And at the same time, she's being told that she's a woman now, but there's no, because of um, her menses starting, but, but there, this, there's nothing being explained 
about what that actually means. And that was so familiar with what I've seen around me in 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 Suriname culture and even after I moved here or if I watched like African American films, it's just a thing that there's there's less space for lots of questions. You you just follow tradition, you go along. And then you come into a Western culture where what not just the second part that I thought was very familiar is that you meet you see these people and you watch these people that are different than you. And I've said this before in other in a different podcast that on different recording from ours is that I really feel that you meet the outgoing people first, but that doesn't mean most of the time it also means that those are not the people that are necessarily good for you. But the more outgoing people, the more daring people. Whenever like you move to like a new country. I feel like they are the ones that you are drawn to because you're like, hey, what is this over here? And that's where the Western culture was familiar to me. That's why I was like, yeah, you're drawn to the thing that is so opposite from what you from what you what you are used to or what you used to see before. And then you become you want to be a part of that. You become friends with that. But at the same time, outgoingness and and daring people have a negative side to what like the boundaries aren't correct or yeah, not correct, but like I, that's what I feel that happens. You you meet the people that dare more and show you more of what Western what they're allowed to do, but that often comes with a negative um, side to it, which is like, yeah, no, you're not supposed to dress in these short tops. You're not supposed to be have time to do all these go dancing with your friends and be this outgoing and. And nobody's telling you guys like, hey, no, there's no adult saying, hey, you guys shouldn't do those dance moves or, you know, like there's no supervision. Well, um, she's doing it all in secret because she knows, right? She knows it would not be, she, it, the parents would disapprove. But to go back what, to what you said about the unsaid. So the girl, yeah. the mother, it's clear to us that the mother is wrestling with her husband coming back with this new wife because one of the elders who's in the home who is observing see the mother's working hard she leaves the daughter to care for the young boy who gives us some comic relief throughout she leaves her in his you know she entrusts him in her care so it says to us that the mother's busy she's out she's working trying to not only earn money to provide for the household but Clearly, she has to also help to prepare for this wedding, this big celebration. So she's not aware of what's happening, where the child is going all hours of the day, what she's wearing, uh, her brother's clothes. So she has a short shirt and tight pants. And the girl has, well, we don't want to give too much away in the film, so be careful what I'm saying. But there is an elder who is there in the background, a woman. And she does acknowledge what's happening and she is disturbed yeah. by it. But there's an interesting encounter between the mother and the and this woman who says, you know, if you don't like what's happening, you can change. I just say you, you can change your circumstances. Yeah. So the girl is hearing all of this. So we also get a sense that this allows her to escape. Being with these girls means she doesn't have to deal with what's happening at home. Home. Right, that she doesn't have to face the realization that her world is going to change once her dad comes home with this woman and her yeah. child. 
because this woman there's a crib that's set up so and and all this daring information all this daring behavior is being uh, if an adult was there it would be reprimanded but because it's another child and or a peer and it, that makes it fun and outgoing so now i want to prove to this peer that i can be the the most of this version and that's and it's, extreme. it's so well done and it's extreme yeah. because she doesn't just okay here the dance moves and i can do them too is i want to take no. it a step further so there are a couple of scenes where you're like oh but yeah, not enough i mean this is definitely a film that i will teach um to my college students um we yeah. i watched this film with my soon to be 16 year old and soon to be 19 year old. I mean, they're obviously much older girls, but we watched it and we had a conversation and we were, it was familiar to my teens who see all this kind of stuff on social media. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is a young girl who wants acceptance and she thinks that she can, by bringing this, bringing the group, this more uh, mature and um, exhibitionist uh, type of dancing. Now, we should also mention there is an older girl group who are doing the exact same kind of dancing. Yes. Right? (laughs) And there are moments in the film where the adults in the room who see this kind of dancing respond in horror. So the film is not in any way endorsing uh, the hyper-sexualization of young girls at all. Um, and I think no. it's also a shame because, I mean, they say all press is good press, so, I mean, I don't know. But it is a shame that um, the filmmaker, if people would stop to even read an interview with the filmmaker, and I want to make sure I get her name correct. Um, let me see. Her name is Mamuana. Mamwana de Coure. If people read the interviews, they would know that she saw 11-year-old girls dancing in this way. That's what inspired her to make the film in the first place. And then she built her narrative around it. Um, And she talks about, as we've already said in the beginning, right, the, the, the tensions between the two different cultures and the definitions of womanhood in those two different cultures and what does it mean? Uh, and representation is important. I think this is a really it important is. story that we need to have this because it's not a black, even though the girl is Senegalese in a predominantly white culture. So we have that part of the story, the immigrant story, that whole, okay, that's one story, but they're girls, regardless of ethnicity, they're girls. And yeah. No matter where you live in the world, unless they don't have any any access to uh, Western media at all, you're going to find this. And in girls you younger will. than 11, too, by the way. So um, I think it's unfortunate that the knee-jerk reaction is to not only cancel your Netflix subscription, but to... Way over the top but to also call for this film to be taken off, uh, taken yeah. out of the catalogue, because um, like with anything else, if, if it's not for you, don't watch. Yeah, if it's not for you, don't watch. Not that, And then the amount of horror and murder and whatever else we have on that we The just, news, on the nightly what, news. The news, 
I, I definitely, um, I, yeah, that's, that's really where, where I stood. I, another thing that I wanted to, to address that I felt that you kind of uh, pointed out in the beginning was that the dancing is, the moves, um, not to the certain extent, because definitely the finger in the mouth and like cheeky face expressions comes more with what I then would call Western culture again when it comes to that. But the, but the movements of the hips are, are in, in African culture and Caribbean culture, not necessarily like bad moves. And I had seen, um, this TED talk done by, um, and again, apologies guys, because I actually wanted to like prepare this for last week when we spoke about Carnival, but I, I blanked on the, the speaker's name, but she did a wonderful presentation on what it means to express yourself during Carnival. And so even though I'm pulling it kind of together, I liked what she was saying about feminine movement and how it can be empowering and how it's supposed to, like, it's, it's not supposed to be uh, movements of shame. And I felt like mm. because of, of colonialism and Western culture coming into religion, our, uh, yeah, then it became modeled on what we, because now they're documenting our dancing in the streets as uh, beastly, bewildered, blah, blah. And so then now it's looked at differently. So just for the, I'm just, and I'm really, guys, I'm addressing the movement of the hips and the grinding and whatnot, whatever looks like more like whining and Caribbean dance, I would, I guess, say, or like African dance at times. I felt like those things are, are, it would be so nice if they're normalized again. Well, because now we're looking at it in such a sexual way and I can see how, especially with certain of the camera cuts. And I was like, this, this makes it so sexual when it's supposed to be not for that young group of people, but it's supposed to be something that is, um, I don't think it's supposed to be a, a shameful thing. That's well, what I who's say. the we though? Who's the we? That's true. Who's, who's the, the we? we? Yeah. That's what yeah. I was saying I, in the I beginning, say right? Western like any, culture. any, yeah. you can tell, you can look on YouTube at young girls dancing in any Caribbean African culture, and you're gonna see them dancing like that, and it's not, it's not anything. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know if it's because I'm, uh, I have that background. It it doesn't necessarily give me. A, um, a turn of feeling or like a oh these these girls are too grown but what it does do in the film that's why I'm like it's the way it's cut it's the way the, the images flash at me that gave me a little bit more like ooh that's well, a lot it's not just the dancing though it's but, the fingers in the mouth it's it the, is the thing it's yeah all of the, the, the facial kind of yeah. things that you see well it's all of the um kind of mannerisms and affectations that you see in pornographic print or film and the kind yeah. of um kind of uh seductive the seductive manner in which they are uh playing to the camera yes but again even in our discomfort you know well that's what good art does you're supposed to feel uncomfortable that's what i and that's what, how i felt i was like for the, the purpose of this movie i see why the director went there with this um but i i I really was amazed at how upset people were for a film that does not show any 
like there's no private parts being shown or like there's no flashing of anything well, that, well there's it's, no actually there are two there are two very important scenes and this i know from per, from first-hand experience in terms of knowing about a young woman who did something similar to what we see in the film in turn right as a way to um use her body yeah and because she's immature because she doesn't understand the ramifications and because oh, yes. social media yeah. is a way in which they communicate she yeah. does something that young girls do every single day in junior high school and in high school yeah. um primary school um they even have a term for it now it's called social suicide i i learned uh, that when you when you're overly ashamed you want to just you embarrass yourself in front of the world and that's so, what the girl social that's suicide what the girl does. Yeah. so in that context but it's not in the context of the dancing when she does that right so it's not about the nope. dancing when that happens and that happens, girls taking exactly. pictures of body yeah. parts and sharing them on, on, on media and knowing what that will mean for them as a result. And so, um, yeah. I but then even the way those scenes are done, it's done in, I would say, that's where I feel like the, the female part from the writer, the director comes in. They kept that in mind. Like they didn't, like this girl is not going to grow up and be scarred for life that she made the decision to make this film and then as she gets older it's like actually that was a little bit too much or blah blah I feel like it's a it, it's a she did it in a way I just feel like it's a very educational film let me just say it like that on so many yeah. levels <laughs> on so many levels yeah. whether it's about social media whether it's about uh, different representations of womanhood whether it's about religion and culture whether it's about immigration whether you want to think about how girls communicate and hierarchies and friendships, whether or not yeah. you want to talk about um, language. There's just so much to There's so much. Um, uh, kind of sort through in this film and to reduce it solely to the sexual is, um, you know, it's unfair to the producer and to everybody that works on this film because you're making judgments just based on people who are upset with the sexual and haven't even bothered to watch the, the full film and to appreciate it for all of its complexity. See, yeah, definitely. Um, and like, it made me think, this is just a little fun thing that I realized how, how like, not open my lens was at, at 11 or 12. Um, we had a new girl come into our uh, class, and um, she was um, she was she was white, and she only lived with her dad. And I remember she came to school, and she had pulled her hair into this tight ponytail. I kind of remember that video clip with the ladies like dancing in the back like that, and uh, and then she had this red lipstick on, and I thought Robert I was like, Palmer. oh, remember that the Robert Palmer yeah. video? Yeah, the Robert Palmer video, and I remember just thinking it's over for us. Like they're going to kill us all. Like I, I was just like, I don't know how she dared to do this. And it caused a, it did cause a little bit of an uproar in our, like, but I think because our class was overall so naive, I was very boyish. Like we just not, we didn't have a girl to girl. And then she came and she only lived with her dad. So I, she also behaved very like more freely than we did. And, and she was tall. 
So that also, like, it made her look older. And then she showed up with that red lipstick, and then we had to talk about it. So we were only allowed to use gloss. We weren't allowed to use a color because it was our, it was sixth grade. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was like, now that I think back, I'm like, it's totally like, I mean, it, she, she, it made her look more grown. So I understand that. But our reaction to it was so, so dramatic. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's, yeah. you, well, it's an interesting point because I remember when my girls were in, so this is in the US context, so when they were in, I want to say the seventh grade, they were upset because in the dress code, girls couldn't wear leggings and they couldn't wear um, like sleeveless tops. Mm-hmm. The spaghetti bands is yeah, not allowed. So the yeah, straps. They weren't allowed. And I remember them being upset and saying, well, why? Why can't we? Because you lot are sexualizing our bodies. We're just hot. Right? Yeah, I just and it was a fair conversation. It was a fair, it was a fair defense. Um, yeah. That the school really couldn't, they had no rebuttal, right? Other than, well, this is the dress code. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's hard. This is all done for boys or men. Yes. So that, I agree with the girl. I love that. I love that they said something. Yeah, they pushed back <laughs> against it. I don't know. I think they had a petition. I mean, you know, these young people, <laughs> they're a lot more yeah. uh, feisty <laughs> and, cute. you know, advocating for their rights. And, you know, at that age, I wasn't really kind of keyed into this kind of political uh, action in the way young people are today. Um, but it was it was an important uh, recognition, or not an important recognition, but the kids recognized the ways in which they their bodies were being policed, but the young boys could do whatever they wanted. Yeah, and it was yeah, I was very impressive actually. I was very impressed with it. So Me yeah, too. I think it's the same with this with this film, and I would encourage people to whether it's this film or anything else. No, move beyond what's safe to you. You can sit and watch a hundred The Bachelors and have no issue with women and men meeting people on television show and being okay. intimate with them and carrying on with random strangers. You don't have an issue with that. You don't have an issue of with soap operas that come in, in the middle of the day and show all kind of inappropriate content and young kids <laughs> are home in the middle of the day. These shows okay. are not on late at night. You don't have a problem with the commercials, with their sexual innuendos, and the list goes on and on and on and on. So I'm just really tired of hypocrisy. And this this also relates to the whole cancel culture thing as of late, right? People are upset and so yeah. cancel it. Just that's, that's it. You're upset with something, you just cancel it. No discussion. You just cancel it. No, no other side. No. Yeah. Also, yeah. I, I also like, like, I really like maybe sit with why it's so upsetting. Like, it, is it time to admit that if this is upsetting to you, then why are so many other things allowed? Or why do you turn a blind eye in other cases that the girls or just also come to they... accept that our girls are are seeing these things like yeah they love we, we, we are not protecting they love Britney Spears mm-hmm. in that schoolgirl outfit and she was not a schoolgirl yeah. when she made that whoops I did it again and all the rest of the songs in that video they were yeah they were Taylor Swift they love it they have no issue so uh, the hypocrisy the hypocrisy I just can't I can't take <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs>
I can't stand it. It is a it is a weird feeling. It is a weird to to uh, observe. Right, and, and especially like... always as a mom is from boys. I always mm. wondered how I would feel talking to girls about this. I remember we had a discussion about this after the book as well. Same kind of outrage. And I feel like there's... Sit with why we feel that women should not really express themselves that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Now, after all of said is said and done, yes, we acknowledge that there are perverts, who'll watch yes. a film like this, but they're watching other films too, right? They didn't sit waiting until 2020 spring for this film to come about to enjoy their fantasies of pedophilia. I mean, they, they're pedophiles. They've been, they've been pedophiles. There's lots of content on social media for them to watch. This one film isn't the one thing that's going to push them over the brink. Push sorry, all the pedophiles over it's the edge. Not. Yeah, definitely that. That... I, when discussed with a friend, I said, I said, it's the, it's the angles of the cameras that people might claim like, oh, that's footage for, you know, a pervert. But at the same time, is they might be well and beyond watching a little booty shake in, uh, in some, you know, they might have <laughs> right. all completely other content. So, right, right. Yes. And as well. That's our humble opinion, folks. So, uh, Norma and I are actually on the same page with this one. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm, if, if I may. I love that we didn't discuss it before we started. But yes. In my head, as I was watching, I was like, the European in me, the Caribbean, African descent in me, I have the feeling we'll be on the same page. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm like, well, you see that all the time. You go to any any party, any anything, and... The young girl yes. being captured. Oh, look! Gonna be like, oh, look! She's whining, and then uh, you're just gonna yes. look and not even think anything of it. It's just the way it goes. No. I should mention though, my sister said that um, my sister who's uh, still in the UK. She said um, there's a lot of uproar from the Senegalese community, which then mm. makes sense. Now, that I understand. That makes sense because yeah. culturally. And if you are of the Muslim faith, you know, obviously you're not going to endorse. That makes total sense. That you can get. Um, But given that a lot of the backlash is coming from a culture that uses sex to sell (laughs) everything from breakfast to hair products, it's just just nonsensical uh, to me. But if I may, I'm going to plug a different show I've been watching. Maybe you've been watching it on Netflix, which we are keeping our subscription alive and well. (laughs) It's called Rita. Uh, Rita is a uh, Danish show. And it's about a school teacher. Wait, let me make sure. No, sorry. No, I'm not thinking about it. It's a great show. It's about a Danish school teacher. And she has a very bold personality and as a teacher she's very um it's interesting because her character she's very immature in a lot of ways and Mm -hmm. the way that she interacts with the students with some students she can be really borderline well she can be really childish in her interactions so if she finds a student to be annoying because they oh. raise their hand all the time or they're dismissive of their classmates, she will 
treat the student in the same way that a peer, like a, another yeah. kid, would treat that student. That's um, interesting. It is very interesting, and she has a whole family dynamic going on in her own life with her mother and her ex husband and her three kids, and it's a really, really good show. Um, I think people might skip over it because it's international and subtitles, and those things don't bother me. The, the yeah. show, the the film itself, I mean, the the series itself though, is really good. And there's another one, so it's my second one. It's called The Duchess. And this is about. Yes. Have you watched this one? Yeah, the fourth person, like in one day. I like today, the Duchess. And I, and I, the Duchess just, is similar to if you've ever seen Catastrophe. If you like Catastrophe, yes, I do like. Catastrophe. So it puts yeah. you in that frame of mind. There's um, another one, and I think it's Canadian. It's called Working Moms, and I have the feeling it's in the in the same uh, oh, frame. So I don't yeah, know this you, one. you so like I'll that check one. it out. So those are my plugs. Yeah. And these, you know, it's black girls with accents. These other shows don't feature black casts, but they're good shows. Yeah, they... <laughs> and that's why I'm I'm plugging them. And actually, The Duchess does have a, uh, the second lead is a black woman. But I watch for what I like. I don't necessarily watch because the cast is all black or white or anything. Just watch the shows yeah. that I happen to like. Yeah, they pull me in. Yeah. So, so any shows I... to plug? So you said... Working Moms, which is a Canadian show. Work, yeah, Working Mom and Working Moms, and then the Letdowns. So I do have to say that I think, from what you say about the Duchess, I'm gonna say that the du- the Duchess, Working Moms, and the Letdown are all in a similar vein. It's, and um, I think in um, it's either they're already moms or they're becoming moms, but then the the dynamic of like work and their children's lives and in the working moms one i really love it's also a, a best friend dynamic between two two women but the one of the leads and her daughter have a extremely difficult relationship and i the, the, from from all the show those that relationship is one of them that i'm like this is interesting i don't feel like we go that far it shows what the mom needs to work on and because of what she doesn't work on how it affects the child and then what the child in return manipulates her with yeah similar <laughs> similar not the manipulation part but similar in rita these there's, yeah there's, there's, okay. yeah tensions between mothers and daughters both the, the 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 main character and her own mother and then the uh, main character and her daughter Okay, so those are nice. some other... We snuck in some, some suggestions yes. for you lot, even though the emphasis here was on Cutie. Again, I just want to acknowledge the um, the director of this wonderful film, Cuties, on Netflix. We encourage you to watch it without reservation. Watch and it. And then discuss it. And draw your own conclusions from it. And yeah. there's an editor's cut. I think that's the right language. There's an editor's cut where Mamuana de Coure uh, discusses the film and the you know what inspired her to make the film. So please, 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 uh, you know, draw your own conclusions. Don't listen. Don't don't kind of don't be like sheep and follow behind other people. <laughs> and that's it. That's don't endorse cancel culture. Yeah, do not. Do not. <laughs> All right, we thank you for listening as always. And Norma, yeah. where can they where can they listen to our episodes? 
they can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and like actually all of the other platforms that you can think of. You can come and talk to us on Instagram and Black Girls with Accents, and you can leave your comments and follow us, share, and talk to you guys soon. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>